Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on Pin It Deep, we have a very special episode for you guys. After Kentucky moves to 1-0, after a dominating 45-10 victory over ULM, Running back Chris Rodriguez joins the show. We find out a lot from him, like what's behind his celebration, his motive for playing football, and is he the best running back in the SEC? We also figure out some more from Chris. And Max and Miles are in Atlanta for some football games this Labor Day weekend. They call in. We have a heck of a time here at Pennant Deep. Also, we have a surprise for you guys. As always, like, subscribe, download the episode. And if you retweet the episode, spread the word, tell a friend, be a friend. We are going to give one of our lucky listeners a chance at winning an autographed football signed by every guest we have. So retweet and you can enter a chance to win that football. That's all I've got. Let's get into it. Go! Every time so others... Mm, So go every time so others may... Every time. Get some. Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome into another episode of Pennant Deep. I am live atop of Cavassier Smoke Bar and Grill, according to Max and Miles. Max and Miles are joining me on Zoom because they are in Atlanta. They were down there for, I believe, the Alabama-Miami game, and they're going to be there Monday for the Louisville-Ole Miss game, I believe. Uh, so starting off, hold on, Max and Miles, how was Atlanta? It was great. It was awesome. We've had a hell of a time down here. Um, looking forward to seeing Ole Miss go against the bye week um, on Monday and really just have a nice, easy game. Uh, but besides that, it's been really good. Obviously, saw Alabama try to get the inside words before we have to – So. Backstory, Coach Stoop sent us down here. We wanted to check out the stadium, do a bit of homework on Alabama before we play them in the SEC championship game. And you also got, got to, to see Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Did you all get a look and kind of give Stoops a feel about how the locker An rooms are? An unbelievable work? stadium. Unbelievable. First off, let's go back because you just said Ole Miss. Um, Lane Kiffin out makes it interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. And you know who appreciates that the most? The play sheets. Yeah, because they're like, we're not getting thrown in the air this year for once. Uh, Hey, one thing as well, Brent, that we noticed, obviously, we were scouting everything, the stadium and all that kind of stuff was uh, if they close the roof, it's going to be good for the top of Mark Stoops head uh, because he won't get burnt too much. So that's that's definitely positive. We don't have to use Bo Allen as a sunblocker. You think they would travel bowl that week or no? Uh, No need to. You'd assume (laughs) you're uh, could be. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. What do you think, Brent? How how'd the game go? Obviously, as uh, as our fan on the on the pod, uh, what did you think of the game? Well, first off, Kentucky beat Louisiana Monroe, as most people listening probably know. Forty five ten. Levis looked good. Our special guest today, Chris Rodriguez, looked good. One hundred and twenty six yards after I predicted he'd run for one hundred twenty five. Uh, he gets a touchdown. Passing game looks good. But my what what I noticed from the game before we get too deep into the play calling in the second third is it was hot. I am jealous that you guys were down in Atlanta because my legs right now look like the – what is it called? Neapolitan? 
Neapolitan ice cream where it's, ice cream? Ice cream? Where it's, where it's like white, red, flavors? and tan. Yeah. So we got three flavors look, on it, my leg. Is it, is it like a, does it look like chocolate or what, do you, what does it look like? So the bottom half is sort of like that would be the chocolate. It's kind of tan. Okay. And then the thigh, the the lower thigh is just absolutely beat up, just red and pink as can be. And then the strawberry, strawberry. I can I can tell you though, Brent. Um, speaking of uh, Neapolitan ice cream and ice cream in general, we had an old lineman um, with us that joined us for the game yesterday, and we had to uh, walk from because the traffic was so bad. We had to walk out of the Uber to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and he was not happy because it was warm down here too, and he was sweating up a storm. So I feel your pain. I was lucky we were inside. So, okay, a little – we can explain the story. Was that like, what's that going to do with ice cream? Uh, he's an O-lineman. He's an O-lineman. He loves ice cream. What do you mean? So we got close <laughs> to – they for a reason, Brent. We got close to the stadium, and we were in the Uber um, – you then mummy, by the way, because you were still on me. <laughs> we got close to the stadium, and Mason, who is the all line and Mason Wolf, was like, We're not walking, we're gonna wait till we get there. We were probably, what would you say, maybe a hundred hundred yards maybe away 80. from the stadium. Yeah. And he was like, No, not getting out. No, no, no. Yeah. So we I got out, you got out, yeah. Sawyer Smith, the other guy with us got out, the quarterback, yeah. and yeah. then Mason was like, Okay, I'm not gonna be the one that doesn't get out. So then we all joined. But hey, speaking of Sawyer Smith on that story real quick. Ooh. Brent, you want to tell us the results of some polls that we put out recently on Twitter? We did run a hell of a poll on our Twitter. Um, it was very contentious, too. We were trying to figure out who the best quarterback in Kentucky history was. Obviously, it's Jared Lorenzen, and, and you know, he's the GOAT. So we did not include him in the poll because that's a given. But yep. it, in the poll, we had Tim Couch. We had Will Levis, who almost threw for 400 yards before he got absolutely sabotaged by Mark Stoops. KSR's own Freddie Maggard. We had KSR's Freddie Maggard, and then we had Sawyer Smith first half versus Florida, which I think is probably the right answer. Agreed? Probably better than Tebow, Manziel, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, all of them. What could have been. And according to – Hey, in all seriousness, though, Brent, I know we don't really need to cover it too much. And uh, while you look up the results of the other poll that we had, um, for the people that are listening – I, I genuinely thought that Sawyer Smith's first half against Florida was going to change our season. We were going to be, like, literally, like, national. Like, we should have won that game if it wasn't for an unfortunate field goal. Um, and as much as we were joking by putting that in, I thought his play was unbelievable in that game. And uh, it, was, it was nice to see everyone's feedback. But um, obviously, talking about Jared Lorenzen, we got a lot of, got a lot of heat for that. We had to quickly uh, make sure that everyone knew we were, he was the GOAT. But uh, the Sawyer Smith... This game was unbelievable, and I thought he was uh, he was going to turn into something. It was a shame about the injuries. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. It was a very unfortunate injury, but if we thought Cyrus Smith looked good in 2019, Will Levis looks like Peyton Manning because he absolutely lit up Louisiana Monroe this week. Uh, 300, and I don't know the exact number. It was 67, 76 yards before he got sabotaged by Mark Stoops because Mark Stoops said earlier in the week that he would eat a rotten banana unpeeled like Will did if he threw for 400. And it just it seemed like it was an inside job to get to get Levis out of the game. Yeah, so so Peyton Manning's first year in the NFL, I think he led the league in interceptions, didn't he? I, I believe so. I think he had over 30 his first year, which – Are you talking about Jameis Winston? No, 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 I'm saying Will Will following in Peyton's footsteps started the game in the same light. Yeah. But then, but then in similar fashion turned it around. 
Hey, I will say real quick on that while we're covering the game and, and, and Will, I thought one thing that I was really pleased to see, and this may actually sound funny, but I was pleased to see it was he threw the pick and then they, they cut back to him about 30 seconds later and he was actually laughing on the sideline. And as much as, you know, obviously everyone wants to take the game serious and, and, and things like that, um, the fact that he was able to have a laugh and, and kind of a bit of a lighthearted moment that the fact that his first throw was a pick, I think shows the kind of character that he's going to have. And that's, and that's what you need in a quarterback. You need someone, you know, that is able to, you know, rebound from those tough situations. Cause you, it could have gone both ways there. If you, he obviously made a really great pass, but it did end up obviously going for an interception and, um, it was it was disappointing that that happened, but the fact that he rebounded and he was just having a bit of a chuckle on the sideline, I think, shows his character. Well, I think that's the interesting thing, too. On last week's podcast, we talked about how Shannon Dawson's first play at Kentucky was 75-yard touchdown. Slightly first- different in the Cohen area. Slightly <laughs> different for the first pass. Slightly different. So, I believe we're probably going to get different results. If Shannon Dawson was one of the worst coordinators we've ever seen. It could be the best. I would agree with that. That's, and I, The thing is with that, I like how – because I think the whole quarterback mindset of, hey, like, I forget the last play. No, you don't. Like, you definitely remember it. But the fact that he can laugh it off and say, hey, I know I can do better and I'm going to do better is is great. Hey, Brent, I uh, I want to know the results of our poll about the most controversial topic in college football at the moment, which is involving four fingers. Yeah. Um, thankfully, it's not a scandal about some player, and it's just involved the third quarter, three quarter time. So, could you give us the uh, poll results for that? Yes. Yeah, so, the four fingers poll, uh, we ran it, and we had four options. We either had you didn't care, you were with Max, and you thought that you hated the four fingers, or you were with Miles and you loved it, or you could have taken my stance and think we we need more fingers that for overtime, etc. Um, and it seemed a lot of people either a didn't care, which I thought would be the case, or and it was tied. It was tied for first. People either didn't care, and the other half um, agreed that they hated it. So maybe we should stop doing four fingers? Okay. If you, if you vote on the poll and your vote is, I don't care, you care. You, yeah. took, you took the time to vote. Irony is greatest. Irony is Irony is greatest. But, no, I think uh, the people have spoken, Brent, and I'm happy to cut this very short and succinct, succinct, I think is – the word how would you spell that i don't know no 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 uh, try give it a shot no give uh, it a shot give it a shot uh s-u-s-i-n-t s s so we're gonna cut it short basically we're ruling out the four fingers if people want to stop doing that by all means do that we all know it's the fourth quarter and that's the end of that conversation i don't want to see it next week because i will be at the missouri game i don't want to see the four fingers i'm using four fingers next week i can promise you that when they get to the fourth quarter i they're going up and they're going up hard. They did go up for me, too. I did use four fingers yesterday, and I'll probably use four fingers the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Hey, so, Brent, we've uh, we've got a story for you um, before we get to our special guest, Chris, who has just walked into the studio. And it is about uh, the Mark Stoops, Coach Stoops pregame. I've been... As you know, I've got my sources. I've got a few inside people, like, getting us some little stories as we go. So he obviously tries to motivate everyone as we go through each week, and there's always a different theme. We always talk about that, the different sayings. Uh, we've got one coming up. Uh, we're probably going to talk to Chris about it, about you can't beat anyone till you stop beating yourself. But this week he came up with a theme, and so here's, here's the story. 
walks into the team meeting room on a Friday morning uh, when everyone's preparing for the game, puts an image up on the screen and says, Luke Fortner, what is this? Luke says, oh, uh, what do you want me to say, coach? And he said, what is it? You, you, you're a smart man. What do you know? said, uh, it's the Greek, uh, I want to say this correctly, phalanx, phalanx. I'm not sure if that's right. If any listeners are listening and they've got Greek history majors, please let us know. It's a battle, basically, it's a battle formation um, and they go side to side, long poles, shields, everything like that. Stoop said, this is how we're playing this week. This is our theme of the week. Greek phalanx, thought it was great, but just wondering what movie he might have been watching the night before when he came up with it, Miles. 300 but so okay so so he said he said luke what is this do you think he was asking it to quiz them or he genuinely didn't know as well he was like i have no idea what's going on here that's what i think was the question but yeah well what if he was watching that that show on tlc my what's it called my big fat greek wedding is that possible <laughs> he might he might have been he might have been but i, I just thought it was interesting that Stu went back into history um, in the in the Greek times and and decided that that's how we're going to play that week. What okay opening week you go? What quote should I share? What's the motivation? Aristotle, maybe not Greek. Is he Greek? I wouldn't. Know. I'm not sure. No, not I wouldn't. Sure. He doesn't know either. But like that general mindset of ancient history is an interesting start to the year. Interesting start. Because we're starting, we're trying to start a, a new season. And he wants to stay old. Like we're doing a new offense and he wants right. to go back to, to ancient times. A hundred percent. Do you think he does? Okay. This could be a you fun. Think, you think Coach Stoops thought that 300 movie was filmed live? I think he's going to do something that confuses <laughs> the whole team. And he's going to do a quote each week that is chronologically going. Uh, what's the word? Chronologically. Yeah. Yep. He's going to do a quote from <laughs> as we go. Yep. And then the last week of the season the quote would be himself because it would be current. Correct. What would that quote be? Whatever he wants it to be. be true or not true. True or not true. If I had to guess. Or... And it, it he... may be true or not true to not a question as in what do you mean true or not true? And he just looks at him. Did you have any uh, Did you have any thoughts about the game, Brent, in terms of uh, how our offense looked, how our defense looked? I know I've got some thoughts, so I want you to throw back to me. Please, I have some this, thoughts. What did you think offense, defensive-wise? How did we look? Special teams as well. We always want to yeah, remember special include teams. Include them. From a, from a fan's perspective, because obviously I'm not in the huddle on the field as you guys are and Chris, but uh, we haven't seen an offense like this at Kentucky, at least in the first game, since Neil Brown. Um, and I think it can be better than that 2014 offense with Patrick Tolles and all those guys. I think it can be something like we saw in 2007 with Andre Woodson, Keenan Burton, Steven Johnson, those guys. The vertical passes looked great. Um, one of my favorite play calls all day was Kentucky's first touchdown to Wondell Robinson. It was a play-action fake. Uh, Levis rolls right. Cohen sends Wondell across the field, wide open, easy touchdown right in the basket. And I think that's just indicative of what we're going to see because it's week one. It's not like they're throwing the book at Louisiana Monroe. So I think, I think I'm very optimistic for the offense, for the defense, holding, even if it is ULM, to 87 yards. Absolutely impressive. And, and I've, got a hot take. I've got a hot take on that, Brent. Well, I've got a very hot take. Let's hear your hot take because I don't know how you can have a hot take about a defense that holds someone to 87 yards. Agreed. Um, and when I actually saw the 87-yard stat, uh, I was shocked because I think even Coach Stoop said in the press conference after the game, it didn't seem like a game where we kept them to that short. Um, and I agree with him. I thought we looked a, a tiny bit shaky 
um, at D-line, and I'm hoping uh, – I thought Oxendine looked really, really good, by the way. He was he was one that uh, we probably didn't mention in our predictions of players that might emerge. He looked really, really good. Um, but I thought the D-line looked a tad shaky. I'd like to see a little bit of improvement from them. Um, but I'm, I'm with you on the whole offensive um, side. It just looked awesome. And I feel sorry, as we put on our Twitter, I feel sorry for Wilson Berry this year because it looks like he's not going to get much use. Not, not a lot of puns for Wilson Berry. He did, according to Larry Vaught and many others, look, it looked, like a lot, looked a lot like you out there, Max. Wearing 93, same beautiful glowing skin face. Same country. Same country. And what, continent. Continent. What did you think about the Wilson Berry comparisons? Well, all I'm going to say on that is that I hope I don't look like him because that would be one of the worst compliments you could possibly give me. Um, he's lucky he gets to wear a helmet because when he takes his helmet off, he scares little kids. Um, I'd like to think I'm on the you know upper echelon of, of looking males. He's definitely on the lower end. Um, I would say between somewhere between zero and minus five out of ten for looks. Um, nice guy, but just, yeah, just really kind of one of those – He's one of those guys where when they program the show and they have to put a rating out, if he's playing, it's an R-rated show because the kids should not be watching. Um, but I, I, I appreciate the comparison. Um, hopefully he can live up to expectations. I thought he, he had a decent game, but like I said, I don't think we're going to be using him too much this year. Okay. I'll go for my thoughts on the game, which are simple. One, I appreciate you bringing up that you we were in the huddle. No, I don't think I've ever been in any huddle in the game. Have you? No, no huddle at all. Uh, two, I think Wandell, I think everybody's going to love on him like he had a huge game. Um, but I think the key takeaway from him, which is huge, is it wasn't lo- – okay, if he had a huge game as in he caught a lot of contested passes, it would be like he's good at catching. No, he was wide open. Uh, here's the thing. Though. Wide here's, open. Here's the thing as well, really quick, because we're going to get to Chris because we're sick of him sitting here waiting. We're sick of him sitting here waiting for us to talk to him. Um, I think we really can't make any comments about the game. And let's be honest, we can't make any. I mean, we played ULM, and in all respect to ULM, I don't think they're the kind of opponent that we're going to see in the SEC. So, well, great, great start. No, great start. no, no. Like, okay. Well, Louisville. They Louisville play, no, we play Vandy. We're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that later. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but great, great start. Couldn't, couldn't really have done much more. Um, but I think we, we find out our real test next week against Missouri. We're going to cover that once we go, once we get past Chris, but I think great start and, uh, lots to improve though. Well, you've touched on it. So, uh, Miles, did you have anything else to add before we jump to Chris? So like, okay, on that note, I, and we can do like a, a quick talk on this. I love, and this isn't just week one stoops, all coaches week one. I love the week one coach talk because most SEC teams and power five teams play someone non-conference isn't good. You blow them out. It's, you know, 42 to seven, you smoke them, whatever. And then the quotes in the, in the press conference are always so it's the same thing. And Stoops's go-to quote. And I love this one is we've done a lot of good things. Okay. You won. Yep. But we have areas to improve. Couldn't, Easily. Yeah, could, couldn't, Easy. be, couldn't be any more mundane than that. Couldn't be more boring than that. I wish a coach would say, like, honestly, um, let me think of a good team that would have said this week one. We we can't do any better than this week. Like, this was our peak performance. 
Vandy well, wouldn't. Vandy wouldn't say that. You, you Vandy also, you also have that. you also have the ULM coach saying that he thinks they're a chance against BYE. BYE, good school, good school. Yeah, tough team though. Is that BYU's rival? <laughs> I'm not sure. All right, let's get to the big fella. Let's get to the running let's back. Get to it. All right, guys. So joining the show now, running back one for Kentucky football. Chris Rodriguez Jr. coming off a week one performance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm very excited to have Chris on the show. I can't wait to ask him some questions. Me and Miles are fired up. This is big. Um, We're starstruck. Absolutely starstruck. Fresh off 125 yards, one touchdown. Can't be tackled. Broke through about 35 tackles yesterday. We, uh, we, we retweeted one of them. I reckon he brushed off about 15 ULM players. They threw a couple extra ones out there. He's still running through them. <laughs> kind of upset I didn't get a punt yesterday. How'd you, uh, how'd you find it yesterday, Chris? You know, offense was cool, but like I said, I mean, I'm kind of upset I didn't get a punt yesterday. You didn't get the punt? No, I didn't get the punt. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't get no punt team reps. Uh, how, how was it being back out there, Chris? In all seriousness, how was it being back out there in front of the fans? Nah, uh, honestly, it was uh, pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, I never gotten that feeling of uh, – the whole stadium being packed. I mean, I know it wasn't uh, was sold out, but I mean, there was a lot of people there, and uh, it was honestly fun. I was happy to be there. How describe to the listeners just really quick, like how different it is to be back in front of fans. Um, obviously, last year, I mean, you went through it. There was, you know, limited numbers of fans, and we uh, we obviously enjoyed it and appreciated being out there. But it was just different, wasn't it? How much better is it now with packed fans? Man, it's it's amazing. I mean, last year, you know. Not like you said, it wasn't too many people there. Uh, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it sucked. Uh, you know, <laughs> all those people there, it's like, man, once you even – you can get a first down and the whole crowd just goes crazy. And are you are you, uh, are you on my side about the uh, four fingers up at three-quarter time or no? Do you like that tradition or are you not a fan of it? Uh, you talking about after uh, third quarter's up? Uh-huh. So, you know – Last year I would have been with you, but you know I didn't. I didn't. But, but this year I was on the field. But. I was on the field this year, and I was just like I forgot about it. Like I, I mean, it just kind of slipped my mind. So I mean, it's like Brady. He forgot about the whole incident. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Chris. So you are Team Miles on this answer. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Team Miles on this. <laughs> but if it, not a good team to be on, Chris. Not a good team to be on. I can assure you. <laughs> What I want to know, though, is if, the, if they did go into overtime, how would you feel about five fingers or six, seven, eight? Did we ever get to that point, or are we just sticking with four? And that's a good question. Uh, if we go into overtime, I'm not holding up five fingers. That's that's kind of strange, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, Miles made the suggestion last week. I was just rolling with it. Miles, really? I was hey, on your side, and I was like. Hey, Chris, I've got a serious question for you here. So, um, And this is this is actually serious. Um because we want to get you know get your thoughts and and kind of ask the questions that the listeners want to hear. You had two fumbles against Toledo, I believe. You probably remember. Um, and I know at the time we had AJ, yourself, and Smoke, and it was kind of like a competition at that time of of who was going to be the starting running back. Um, and I know I remember we all thought that it was going to be you at the time, but then you went out there, you had your two fumbles. Since then, obviously, you returned, had a huge season. Um, and you're now the our dominant number one running back. How, firstly, how did you deal um, with that disappointment so early on in your career? And then how have you managed to turn it around since then? Yeah, so uh, after that happened, uh, obviously I had AJ and Smoke behind me the whole way. But um, 
I sat down and I talked to, I don't know if y'all know, is uh, Ricky Lumpkin, one of the uh, athletic advisors. And I sat down and talked to him, and I was like, man, like, I thought this was supposed to be my year. I fumbled. Like, I know they're not going to play me. And Ricky was like, man, just keep your head up, man. You never know. Once you get your chance, once you get the opportunity, make the most out of it. And then a South Carolina game came around, and, I mean, we were losing pretty bad. And then I got in, I just started, you know, doing what I was doing. And I ended up scoring my actually, actually my first touchdown. So, I mean, after that, I mean. Was that the one, was that the only touchdown of that game? Is that right? Yeah, it was the only touchdown of that game. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so and then I just kind of was like, you know what? Let's just put the past in the past. You know, it doesn't define who I am. And, uh, I mean, made it this far. I, I really don't look back on it. But So you talk about having, you know, A.J. and Smoke in that same running back room, having your back and everything. And this is honestly your first year as the feature back in an yeah. offense. What is, that, what is that like being in a committee running back room where you know going in that any, any three of you guys, or sometimes even four, could, could take the load – go for 100 yards mm. and how is how hard is that as a running back to be able to to share the love like that and know you're not going to be able to get the bell cow carries like you maybe yeah. would want to so I mean with the group that we have now I mean it's easy like I mean I don't go in the game thinking like I'm going to be the only running back playing uh like I talked to smoke me and smoke talked yesterday I mean he kind of uh, put his head down after he fumbled the ball or whatever, missed the catch. He, he wasn't having the best day. I was like, hey, man, put that behind you. Like, next week, you never know what can happen. Just like last year, like, never knew what could happen. The, like, I wasn't a starter, but the Georgia game, I took over that. I took over that load, and I played a lot. So you, like, I, like, you never know what's going to happen. Question for you, Chris. So we saw a quote recently from you about some trains, <laughs> automobiles, airplanes. Can you – what was the quote again exactly? I don't want to get the wording wrong. What? I don't know what you're talking about. You got you to take the train to get to the plane. Oh, 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 okay. Yes, so uh, we were at practice. Do you want the story behind it first? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, you, do, I do, I do, I do. You've obviously decided you're just going to come up with your own saying, some sort of Aristotle type stuff. <laughs> obviously, uh, now we're just going to be, your your kind of saying is going to be put on people's bedroom walls now. Take the train <laughs> to the airplane. Continue. Yeah. We were at practice, and then uh, – we were doing seven on seven, and, I mean, we were just – I don't know if we were torching defense or we were a scout team, but Will was like, all right, let's get it. Coach was like, break it down. And then Will was like, all right, playing gang on three or something like that. And I said, hold on. I agree with this kind of. Like, we need to throw the ball more. But, hey, if that's what y'all want to go with, then let's go with it. But don't forget, I'm from Atlanta. In the airport, uh -huh. you have okay. to take the train to your terminal. So I was like, you got to take the train to get on the plane. Okay. I like it. So we I like so it. Max and I were discussing it because I saw the quote and I was like, honestly, I don't understand because I've never taken a train to get to a plane. I've always taken a car or my feet. But <laughs> is is the whole train to airplane is I get the Atlanta reference. Yeah. Is that you saying you all are gonna go play in Atlanta at the end of the year? Yes. That is the plan to go play in Atlanta. I mean that's the goal oh. for us. Hey, Chris, you don't need to be modest. We don't have to throw the ball because we've got you. So you can say we don't have to throw it. Don't say you understand it. We don't need to throw that thing. We just hand it off to you if we need. No, listen, if we throw the ball, it's going to open up a lot of more opportunities for me. So, Speaking of that, speaking of that, Chris, with the, um, with the new kind of scheme that Coach Collins brought in, I'd love to get your thoughts. Obviously, last year it was so good because, um, you know, we ran a lot more inside stuff. I know we ran a bit of inside stuff yesterday, but – 
Um, you were able to get inside and really hit the hole. Um, and it really, you know, brought a lot of enjoyment when you went inside and hit that hole. Um, now having to hit the hole from the outside, um, how are you going to be able to, how do you think you'll be able to succeed in doing that? Uh, well, one, I, I really like what a uh, coach has going on for us. I mean, last year, I think I had one reception or two, maybe. And this is the first game I already caught. Well, one reception. I got one reception already, too, hey, I think, actually. You would have had three if you had to hang on to that one at Georgia. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. But, uh, yeah, I like what he has going on. Uh, as far as uh, inside-outside zone, I mean, I really like that stuff. Uh, it's just I got to get better at, you know, little small things and little tweaks here and there. But I like it. Okay, question, Chris. Yep. So obviously, I think there's a lot of great coaches on the staff, and they help they help you out as a man, like they develop you. But as a player into a man, of all the coaches, who's your least favorite? Wow! You just hey. Also, Chris, quickly while you think about that, is yeah. it true running backs coach at the moment wears um, like grandpa slippers around the uh, facility? <laughs> yes, that is very true. Yes, yes, yes. I told you that yes. was true. I told you that was true. Luke denied it, and it's true. Hey, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> uh, don't don't tell him. He won't. He won't. He won't. Now he won't listen. Now, <laughs> but he won't. Actually, there would be nothing better than putting a pair of old slippers on, putting the feet up, and just listening to this oh, podcast. Like a good cup of coffee, just yeah. sitting in the morning with it. Yep. I just want to know, um, in in all seriousness, how um, how have the pregame meetings been? Obviously, you've just had the one, but how have the meetings with Coach Stoops been? And and what did you think about the Greek formation that he was talking about? Yeah, so I heard y'all speaking about it, but uh, that for me, I, honestly, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> Us either. No one knows. He doesn't know. So he said, he said, I'm going to ask one of you smart kids. And I was like, man, do not call on me because I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so he called on Luke, and surprisingly, Luke knew it. I, I don't know how he knew it, but, I mean. Man. If he called on you, what would you have said? I would have just looked around like. Uh. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, so this is actually funny. So um, Luke's girlfriend texts me and um, told me about the the Greek formation thing, and she and then she texts me about uh, about this podcast, and she said, "I'm so happy that you guys have brought out a podcast because now when I ride with Luke in the car, we can turn off the Roman history podcast, and now we can turn this one on." So she said she was sick of the road, and that's actually true. She said she's sick of the Roman history podcast and loves that she can now sit back and listen to this and get a laugh. Does he want to move to Italy? What's the <laughs> I deal? Yeah. I, I was going to ask, why is he Why is he listening to that? Why? Yeah, but, but before we jump into some, some uh, the segment, I do want to ask, though, I, I know Max and Miles have plenty. I don't know how many you can tell right now, but what is your favorite Mark Stoop story so far? Uh, Favorite story? I honestly don't know. Actually, I do got one. So he's not he's not gonna listen. So just let it just <laughs> let it go. So <laughs> we we do this thing before uh, the game or whatever pregame, and we have to. One of our coaches like will be like, "Hey, okay, quarterback, stand up." This is how we like start the day. Like, "Hey, quarterback, stand up" or whatever. And they like give us a question about like, "Hey, like, what do you? What is your assignment basically on this play?" And you have to stand in front of the whole team and do it. And then. I was just like, man, I do not want to do this. Like, I have, like, anxiety standing up in front of people or whatever. So, going into the game, I don't know which game it was. Max, Miles, y'all probably remember. Um, But, uh, Coach, so they were like, all right, 
quarterback stand up. Coach Inshaw, quarterback stand up. All right, so Terry answers question. And then, all right, running back stand up. And then I was like, I do not want to answer this question. Coach Stoops picks up a chair. And he threw it at the board and was like, <laughs> F that, we're good. He's like, F that, y'all know what y'all are doing? I was like, God bless. Yeah, Thanks. hey, it was, um, it, that was, I swear, that was Citrus Bowl week because he said, sure. um, he literally hopped in front of us before the Citrus Bowl. And I remember what you talked about, Chris. And he said, hey, Mike Edwards, stand up because Mike Edwards was the closest to him. Yeah. Mike stood up. He, and Mike, I thought he was going to ask Mike a question. And he just grabs Grab Mike's chair, chair and yeah. just throws it. <laughs> It. <laughs> just needed him off the yeah. chair to throw it. Hey, Chris, do you remember? Um, do you remember? I thought this was his best one. Um, with the pregames, do you remember last year against Missouri? Even though we didn't play well, do you remember his one about getting on the bus and bon voyage? No. Do you remember that one last year? No, I don't remember. I remember when <laughs> I remember the Missouri one was unbelievable. Like we walked out, and I was like, "There's no way we lose this game," and we actually did. We got smoked, but I just thought that was the best one. Well, I love I love those pregame speeches. What else? Hey, uh, has he put has he pulled out Chris? Has he pulled out the uh, can't beat can't beat anyone to you stop beating yourself quote yet this year? True or not true? <laughs> true. <laughs> That's one of the best ones, and we haven't chucked that in yet. But it because he always would show like and Chris, you know the videos he'd pull up. The, I mean, the one I think of the most is the Ole Miss player doing his uh, bathroom oh. break on the field. Yeah. But he always loves to pull up a penalty or some dumb play. And then just looks at us. You can't beat anyone until you quit beating yourselves every time. What's your what's your what's your favorite, Chris? It's probably that one. That's probably the one. He you know he turns around and he says, "Hey, true or not true? You can't stop." <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "How many of the true or not true questions are true?" All of them are true. <laughs> All of them are true. All right. Well, the question for you, Chris. You are the best running back in the SEC. True or not true? Hey, man. I'm going to leave that up to the people. All right, there we go. I, I tried to get one. I had to get one. True. true. I vote true. True. I vote well, appreciate y'all. Well. appreciate y'all. vote true as well. Um, hey, true or not true, Chris, are you going to have more success in this offense, you think, than last year? Very much true. Yes. Explain on that. Yeah. Expand. Yeah. I mean, it's more of like, I mean, you know, we used to run the ball a lot more. And uh, backs in NFL, they don't just run the ball. They – Pass protect, they do everything. So I think this really opens up a lot more opportunities for me. Do you, okay, when you say opens up opportunities, because I think some fans would go, okay, last year we ran the ball a lot. This year we, it doesn't look like we're going to run it as much. That would, you would think that would go against you, but like it sounds like, according to you, they're like more throwing to you. And obviously, if there's less people in the box, like you can run better. Like, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just like, catching passes out of the backfield and then yeah. even like pass protecting. But then again, like you said, it just opens up the box. Once they say, see, we can take those deep shots. They're not going to keep stacking the box. They're going to end up taking people out of the box, trying to play zone. And then it just opens up a lot more for me. Hey, I've got one for you, Chris. Um, is How's Will in the huddle? How is he in the huddle? Cause I know we've had a few quarterbacks in the past. We've talked about this. Sawyer obviously had the list. Um, Terry wasn't super loud, but I'm guessing he was good in the huddle. What are, what are all the different quarterbacks? Like, Bo, give us a little insight into what they're like in the huddle and how they command the team. Yeah, so Will, I would say he commands the team like like he's a coach, for real. Like, I mean, he gets in there, he's loud. One problem I have with him is he tries to, like, so we make, like, a little U-shape huddle or whatever, and he comes, like, in the like in between us or whatever. He just goes too far, and I'm like, Will, like, back up, I can't hear you. So that's the one. that's one thing about him. 
But I mean, he <laughs> he takes uh he takes leadership in uh in doing that stuff. Uh, Bo. Bo's a funny guy. Every time Bo says the play, I I laugh. I have no idea why. I just think he's a funny dude. But uh, <laughs> they they all know what they're doing. So, well, that was that was sort of my question. You know, everyone's excited for this new offense. Everyone's excited for for Will Levis getting there. Mm-hmm. The very first pass he throws off Josh Ali's hands intercepted. Yeah. So, what was that huddle like when he when he comes back out there? After the first pick, what did he say to kind of rally you guys or maybe calm the nerves a bit? He was like, hey, we're good. You know, mistakes happen. Uh, and it's always been like that for Kentucky. I mean, first game we always start off kind of slow. And uh, I think he, he kind of knew that. But he was like, hey, that doesn't define who we are. Let's keep moving forward. And we did. And then he ended up throwing for 300 and some odd yards or something like that. Three, 376. Hey, I, I've, got a, I've got a question for you um, that's a little bit more of a, a deep question. You answer it however you want to answer it. Um, what? Because I'm interested. Because obviously, like, we just talked about the Toledo stuff. What What drives you? What motivates you? What's your passion behind playing? Because I'm, I'm actually interested in that. Um, and I'm sure the listeners will be too. What What is it that motivates you every day? My mom. I mean, if it's yep. if we if we really want to, you know, get into it, it's my mom. Uh, seeing her, my mom has lupus or whatever, and seeing her fight and not give up on anything like me or my sister. She does. She doesn't have the best household environment, but she doesn't give up. She just she keeps fighting every day, and uh, she calls me every day, and she really motivates me to just, you know, not give up and uh, keep going. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, uh, I'm going to ask as well because I'm interested in this because I know I was pretty scared when I took off my run against Missouri. What's, uh, what's the mindset like having to just run through people? Like what, what, how, how do you go about it? So you obviously you see a little gap and you just you got to charge through that guy. Um, what's the mindset behind that? Just run. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> just run. Uh, growing up uh, – I used to play with my uncle and his friends, and they were, like, huge or whatever. So I was, like, in elementary school, I think fifth grade, and they were, like, in middle school, high school, and we would go outside and we would play tackle football. And then one day my uncle was like, hey, let's put on pads or whatever. I'm like, dude, like, you are on the eighth grade team. I'm on – I'm still playing rec league. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're putting on pads in the backyard. With your uncle? In the front yard, yes, yes. In the yes. front, not the back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. In the, the front, front yard. yard. With your uncle. Yes. So so they've got people just <laughs> driving by, you know, watching watching his uncle just just absolutely just like lay you yes. out in the front yard? Yes, yes. That's yes. incredible. One day we were playing outside, and one of his friends actually, I remember this vividly. We were playing uh, or whatever, and one of his friends were like smaller, shorter, whatever. And he was like, hey, Chris, I'm about to give you the ball. Just run straight at him. And I saw him talking to him, too. I guess he told him, like, I was going to get the ball. So he hiked the ball. He gave it to me. And everybody just stood back and watched. And then when I ran, he picked me up and slammed me. Oh, no. And then we had, like, dirt in the front. And I remember that. And I was like, all right, now I'm not going to take nothing lightly. And ever since then, I've been running hard. So was that kind of the moment you were like, all right. Yeah, we're going to be this physical back. We're going to keep going to keep pushing. Yep, love, love that. Do you think that's one of those things now? Is like obviously that like you're a 
I would call you a bruiser back now. Like you kind of run through people well. You think college coaches will try to get recruits to start doing the same training? Is in like pads with their uncles in the front yard? Hey man, it might work. You never it's know. obviously worked out well. Yeah. yeah. Is that the film? Is that the film that you sent the Kentucky coaches? Yeah, actually, uh, you can ask uh, Coach House. That's how I sent him that video. <laughs> Me getting slammed on my head. Hey, what is what is the uh, what is the new running back coach like, Chris? Is he is he working well? How are you fitting in with him? Because it was uh, was it Coach Graham before that? Yeah, Coach G. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Coach Set, man, he's a cool dude. He's funny. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get to know the man. He he's gonna start a conversation with you. He's gonna get to know you, and uh, honestly, he's been he's been very helpful for me. Uh, if I don't know something, me and him will sit down and we'll talk through it. And uh, just even off, even off the field, like we talk about uh, different stuff or whatever. Uh, but we talked. About, I remember one time we talked. I sat down with him and uh, we talked about, um, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor. He recently coached Jonathan Taylor for a little bit. And he was like, "Hey, like this guy was different. Like he just on the field, off the field, like in school." And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, coach. Like I want to be like that. Like I mean, he was. What was he in the Heisman race? I think." He was for a little bit, and and that's that's actually what I was going to ask you is, you know, you're pay you're paving your own way here at Kentucky, being yeah. your own legendary back, and he's coached the likes of Melvin Gordon, uh, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, Monty yeah. Ball. Has he given you any insight to just how how good you can be? Your knowledge continues to inspire me, Brent. By the way, it's unbelievable <laughs> your knowledge. But continue. Uh, he sat down. He told me he was like, these guys just they they work different. Like, he was like – he said, our running back group that we have now is probably more talented than any running back group he's ever seen. But it's just about the way that you work and compete every day. And that's been one of the main things that uh, me and the rest of the group have been working on this year. So what are some of those different things? Does it include eating any old fruit like the quarterback is <laughs> doing? No. I ha- – I have no idea why he did that. I, I would Thank never you. eat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you but, but that's the thing. It's starting to become a thing. Like Alyssa Lang did it for the SEC Network. Stoops apparently was going to do it. Saved himself because he pulled him before 400 yards. Yeah. Like, are you all just going to have to look in the mirror and be like, we've got to do this at some point? I'm not eating no banana. Like <laughs> I'm not eating no banana like that. <laughs> Chris, I always – so like I was talking with Max today. I always like the fact that we play in the SEC, you see – some of the best players in the country every single year at all the games. Who's the best player, non-Kentucky, we'll just throw the bias out. Who do you think is the best player you've played against since you got to Kentucky? Uh, does it have to be defense? Can be any position. Kicker, punter, whatever you want to choose. Don't say punter because you all know that there's <laughs> only one punter that you like, Chris. <laughs> uh, I would say Swift. Uh, whenever we – You know Swift? Yes. Whenever we – whenever yeah. Georgia came to Kentucky – the one year, and I seen how he ran or whatever. And then when we ended up going to Georgia, that game that we lost, I mean, it was a, it was really a close game at first, and then I missed the, the pass that everybody knows well, about. <laughs> someone else kicked the ball into the stands too, Chris, so we won't, we won't blame ourselves, don't worry. <laughs> Listen, in fairness, it was an absolute monsoon, though. It was. It was so bad. It was bad. terrible. I actually – so when, when it was Georgia at Kentucky, the Citrus Bowl year – I don't remember the final score, but it was a good game. And I remember a specific play where Swift ran and, like, cut us up, touchdown. Yeah. yeah. And when they came off, um, 
He made Mike Edwards do his ACL. I think he yeah. cut him that bad. Yeah. One but, but like cash, cash, Daniel, I remember was like something about like, what are we supposed to be in? Like, I thought we were in a good call and Stu specifically was like, we were in the exact right thing. Like he just made a play. It's one of those things where it was like, yeah, that guy's just really, really good. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. He's a freak. 100%. Hey, Chris, yeah. um, favorite, favorite game of your career and outside of the game itself, what's your favorite part about being on the Kentucky football team? Okay, favorite game. I would say really the Louisville game. Uh, what was it last year? I think with Lynn. No, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen with Lynn. When Lynn was to keep track of all the wins versus Louisville. I agree. It's tough. <laughs> They're all <laughs> blowouts too. Like a good blowout. You don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that year that Lynn was here, one because I had um, a long touchdown. Don't remember how long it was, and then I don't know why, but I had like two blocks. And that was like my favorite two plays like ever. He's not because it's not all about running. So it so, was two blocks that set up a touchdown for Lynn. So so your favorite play as a Kentucky player wasn't a, a big run, wasn't running through someone's face. It was laying a block down for Lynn to go score a touchdown against Louisville. Yes. That's incredible. That's kind of like you're a Greg man. Kittle you're type of answer. Man. Yeah, you're also a liar, Chris, because we know that's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey, um, were you were you part of the uh, were you in the scuffle against Virginia Tech? No, I had went inside, right? I went inside right at like right before it happened. You don't like fighting. You're a nonviolent <laughs> man. Not a fighter. I'm not a fighter, man. I'm not, not a fighter. fighter. I'm a lover. Hey, so when when they because yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you were out of there, Chris, because it was funny because like when they were doing the push and like everyone was pushing around, they mm-hmm. sent Virginia Tech back up the race and Kentucky stayed out in the field. Well, I'm walking down the race as they're pushing Virginia Tech up the race, and I got murdered by like <laughs> 30 of them. It was just me against 30 of them. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't sure if you are in that. Hey, uh, favorite moment outside of the game? What's the best bit about being a Kentucky footballer? Outside of the game, uh, in the NASCAR, we, when we went to um, – we were in the little – Charlotte. Charlotte, yes. When Charlotte, we did that, yeah. that was that was a little cool experience or whatever. Cool? Yeah. And then we did the uh, – really? when we did the um, – the paintballing, that was fun. And when – okay, so do you remember when we went paintballing and they gave us all basically like pistols? Yes. Not pistols, but hypothetically pistols. And we turn – Stoops comes out with a military-grade rifle <laughs> and is shooting all of us. Yeah. And so they somehow hooked him up with a, like an AR-15 and he was shooting everyone Stoops with it. Stoops BYO. Yeah, we had a knife and he had a full-on military rifle at the thing. I mean – it's the man with the money. I guess you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> Just talk to the, talk to people about how important it's been and how effective it's been to do the breaking bread um, stuff that we had going a couple of years ago and just the Wednesday afternoons um, that the players do. Explain the Wednesday afternoons and, and how that kind of brings everyone together. Yeah, so if you don't know what breaking bread is, it's like basically getting to know your teammates that you don't really know. Like you may know their name and you may know what – number they are but do you know like their background and where they come from and it's just different stuff like you never know what struggles people are going through or just just anything about them for real and uh I can say that made me a lot closer with a lot of people uh for instance uh Dylan Wheatley I don't know if y'all know him hey he's from my hometown yeah Yeah. so even though Dylan we didn't do that thing together or whatever uh once we did know what it was like what breaking bread was i took it upon myself to you know okay let me just get to know different people so 
Dylan, I don't know why, but me and him just clicked or whatever. You know, we're we're from two different, two totally different places. He's from what? Richmond. Richmond. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's from Richmond. I'm from Georgia, right? I went to his house and we both found out we like to fish. And that's one of the things that we're trying to like get together and do uh, whenever we have some free time is go fishing. So, so yeah, me and Dylan, uh, we became like a little close. Like we, we text all the time. That's my dude. Bass fishing? Huh? What no, you no. fishing for, bass? No, listen, he has a little pond in his, in his yard or whatever, and we just go fishing there. <laughs> just little bluegills or something like that? I don't know is, what we fish he, for. We does just he fish. wear the neck brace when he fishes too? No. no. I don't even know if he wears it anymore. <laughs> My question is, though, is it seems like fishing's a big thing for the team. Like, Cash is just inviting. I remember, who, who did he invite out there, like, last year, two years ago? Jamin, Jamin. Yeah, Jamin. Jamin. Yeah, is, is fishing just a thing that is a part of Kentucky football? Is that part of the requirement you know, to get recruited by Stoops? Or? <laughs> that I don't know. But I do know that one strange thing is Big Bully likes to fish. Big Bully likes to fish. He told me he was like, he goes fishing every so often. He was like, hey, you trying to come? I was like, you fish? He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. So uh, that's another thing. Me and Bully are, should be going fishing here soon. Hey, Chris, who's your favorite O-lineman? O-lineman? Favorite. Better be careful how you answer this, though. I don't have one. Wow. Don't say all of them. Don't, don't you dare say all of them. I don't have one. I don't have one. Come on. No, bro. no, I do got one. I'll give you one right now. Paul. Uh, Paul Rodriguez. I don't even know who that is. He's a freshman. He's a, he's, yeah, uh, he's a freshman he on the play, team. from. He's from Ohio. And the reason he, yes. Why is he your favorite? Because me and him got the same last name. <laughs> okay, Wait, question, 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 yeah. question. So, um, it was a tough game this week, and I get there's like a lot of emotions because of the whole family ties. How was it playing against your brother, and then obviously your dad, Rich Rodriguez, was the OC. How was it? And then Lynn, Lynn's dad, Coach Bowden, Bowden Bowden, was the head coach. How was that? The whole family deal. <sighs> hey man, it was tough. Uh, me and Paul no, were actually kind of upset. <laughs> me and Paul were upset. We were like, hey, we don't even want to talk to them after the game. You know, we just you, you know. didn't talk to your dad after the game. No, I don't know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. So, so some rapid fire questions before before we get out of here. I'll start. Yeah. Um, who on the team, uh, coaching staff, do you think probably has the best? Who, who dresses the best? I saw this on the Twitter one day. Yeah. Got different answers. In your opinion, who dresses the best? Is it Stoops? Not Kennard. Not Darren Kennard. I know he's not a coach, the new, but not the him. New, new coach slash GA Manny Harper. Shout out to my boy Manny. Manny Harper. Shout out to my boy Manny. Manny. We love Manny Harper. Dude, we are the biggest Manny Harper fans of all time. <laughs> he, he's actually co- he's Coach Harper now on Instagram, yeah, right? he's Coach Harper. So, <laughs> so for the people listening that don't know, Manny Harper was a player, and he's now a GA, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, but he's, 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 yeah. He's, hey, Chris, I remember when you came over to our house that night yeah. and Manny came with you and he wore the full red, red shoes, yeah. red tracksuit, and you red, were just waiting yeah. for me to say something. Because <laughs> I knew, I said, bro, when we get in here, just expect Max to say something about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, that's to... a question for you. What did you think of me and Miles as teammates? Y'all are hilarious. I wanted to hang out with y'all all, every weekend. We invited always, you. We invited. <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all invited me sometimes. Duffy will wait. To, <laughs> Max will wait till it like what one o'clock in the morning. And be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, bruh, I'm in bed. What do you mean? <laughs> 
yeah, some nights the movies go late. We try, we try to hang out then. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. All right, Chris, me and Miles have got a couple more for you, and then and then we're going to let you go. Um, quick answers. Yeah, really we need quick, quick answers. Like, quick, super fast. Like, this is timed. Like, straight away, I need an answer to this, okay? All right. All right. So, Liam, Co- Liam Cohen, your offensive coordinator, was born November 8, 1985. Um, he's an American football coach, obviously, currently the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach of the University of Kentucky. Um, he's six foot two inches, which would be one meter, 88 centimeters in height um, for those doing the metric system. He's 220 pounds. So he's obviously put on a little bit. Um, he went to LaSalle High School Academy, which is in Rhode Island. And he went to the UMass College. Um, As a player, he played for the Alabama Vipers in 2009, and he was a quarterback coach at Brown in 2010. Rhode Island, he was the pass coordinator and quarterbacks coach in 2011. He was the quarterbacks coach of Brown in 2012 and 13. He then was the pass game and quarterbacks coach at UMass from 2014 to 15. Um, Then he went back to Maine for 2016 as their offensive coordinator. He then went to the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams. He actually started as their wide receivers coach, and then he went to their quarterbacks coach. Um, if you want me to go through his early life and playing career, I can for you. He was born in Warwick, Rhode Island, and raised in Newport, Rhode Island. Colin played for his father, Tim, at LaSalle Academy in Providence, where he was named Rhode Island's Gatorade Player of the Year. He also played quarterback at UMass from 2004 to 2008, where he's a four-year starter at UMass, and he wore the jersey number 12. My question is for you. Um, what's your favorite NFL team? <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Whoa. Yeah. What do you mean? You're, you're from Georgia, right? Yeah. You ain't a Falcons fan? No. What? Giants. Giants, New York Giants. All right. Is that, uh, is it, okay, well, obviously it was before that, but are you a, so you a big Saquon Barkley man there? Yes. Okay. Are you better than him? No. Not yet. The hesitation. Hey, the hesitation hey. means maybe. Who, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite running back growing up, Chris? Marshawn Lynch. That's the reason hey, I wear number twenty-four. Nah, he runs a lot like you. I beast agree. mode. Beast yes, mode. Beast mode. Why, hey, did, why didn't they hand it to him on the one? By the way, that hey, you, I do Chris, not know. I do not. You got to do the whole. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast. You got to do the whole hold my dick. Um, <laughs> like, the end zone, like he did against the Saints. Yeah, and Coach Stoops will not play me for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the last game though? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. What if it's against Louisville? You think Stoops will allow against Louisville? And Uh, hypothetically, you would be eligible to leave this year, right? Hypothetically, yes. Hypothetically, you could leave after the bowl game. Last touchdown to win the game over time, you just say, um, it doesn't matter. If he doesn't play me again, he's not going to play me because I'm done after this year. Uh, Yeah, sure, I'll do it then, but (laughs) I think if you won a game in overtime for him, he wouldn't care what you did. You could flip the crowd off. He might love it because he might do the same thing as well. I think he wanted to do it to James Franklin the one year hey, in the ball game. Have you got a uh, you got a quick question for him? That this is going to be timed as well. Timed as well, but it, I'm trying to not get too detailed with it. So Max was explaining to me, and I was looking some stuff up about it. The whole painting the cleat deal. So like, okay, Michelangelo obviously has like the 16th chapel. The 16th, yeah. 16th, yep. 16th. You have like Van Gogh. <laughs> Miles, it's the Sistine Chapel. No, it's Sist- no, 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 he, no, it's not. Okay, he did 15, and then he did one more. Yeah. <laughs> Which artist motivates, I assume, you paint yours or no? Have you done the whole cleat painting thing or no? No, I haven't. Not yet? No. Who do you think is the motivation, artist-wise, for most of the cleats? And do you think you'll paint yours at any point? I probably will never paint mine because Coach Stoops tells us not to. 
Uh, he told you not to do it? Yeah, he tells us not to. He says pregame is okay, but after that, no. Wait, so wait, so wait, as in, oh, wait, 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 wait. As in you can paint them before, like pregame during, and then take it off? No, as in you can wear them in pregame, and then once the game starts. You'd wear two different cleats? <laughs> hey, like I said, I don't do that stuff. Hey, Chris, what would you, uh, what would you put on your cleats? Listen, SpongeBob is my favorite show. SpongeBob. Hey, who's the best character on the Patrick. show? No. no. Yeah, it's Patrick. It's Bandy Cheeks. <laughs> no. Sandy. It's Patrick, man. Patrick? Yes. He's he hilarious. Lives under a rock. Exactly. What's well, Squidward? No, Squidward is a he's a freaking he's mean. What's the what's the <laughs> who owned the restaurant? Mr. Mr. What's Mr. the, Krabs. What's the Mr. daughter's Krabs. name? Pearl? Pearl. Pearl. Pearl Pearl's Krabs. in half the episodes. You like the crabs like <laughs> Mr. Krabs? Do you like crabs? <laughs> Yeah, I like Mr. Krabs. That I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so hold on. So Will Levis uh, yesterday had a, a a reference to his touchdown celebration. I believe it was from the interview. Can we expect any SpongeBob celebrations from you at all this year? I don't know what you would do, but hey, just quickly on that, just quickly, Chris, tell us what you think about that because I thought he was doing the uh, like the Joker at the top of the stairs. He's the one. The one he posted, or whatever it was. Yeah, the one where. I don't even – what was that? What, it's what something was, from the interview, I think. That's what, what he said. I have no idea. Chris, were you at the that. game yesterday? Because you don't sound like you were. <laughs> no, I was, but I didn't see him do that. I mean, I seen him post it, but I didn't know – I don't know where that came from. Yeah. It seems okay. like I it thought he was just, for a lot of people. Hey, I think, hey what, where, did, where does the uh, bang the chest salute celebration come from? Because I love it. Uh, dude, when you ran yeah. over, when you ran for that touchdown yesterday – no joke. Me and Miles started banging our chests and did the salute. Like, before you did it. Before you did it. Where did that come from? I have no idea. It's just – so, I did it in the uh, in the NC State game. Yeah. And then, I don't know. They told me, Kentucky, uh, they were like, hey, do a video uh, doing this. And then I was like, I mean, I might as well just make it my thing. So, I showed up, made it my thing, and – uh. Just kind of sticking with me now. And it's even on your hoodie, too. We're, yeah, it's on my hoodie. Yeah, we're going to plug. Where, where can we get a hoodie like that? Because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I saw you walk in with that, and I was like, gotta, I got to have one. Yeah, so crodjr.com, and then on all, it's on all my socials in the uh, in the bio. Just go click the link, and it'll take you right to it. Hey, Chris, when they start paying us to do this pod, we're going to buy a couple. So just wait for those sales to come in. <laughs> all right, I'm going to be looking for it. Hi, Chris. Yesterday... Josh Ali was spotted on Twitter playing scissors, paper, rock with a fan. Um, scissors? No, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we cannot skip past that. Scissors, paper, what? scissors, paper, rock. rock. Where are you? What well, country okay. are you All from? Right. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So <laughs> here's, the, ra- here's, the, rash- here's the rationale behind it. You yeah. go from least effective to most effective. So scissors, paper, rock, right? Max, they're all equally what? effective. Depends no. on who's oh. using them. Depends on who's using them. Yeah, because I haven't lost with sturdy old rock. Max. Hey, no right. way. Chris, first of all, did you see that? Secondly, you said to me before we got on this show that you guys do that all the time. So, two-part question: <laughs> Did you see it? Do you play? And what's your go-to? What go-to? Because the guy that you play with is going to be listening too, so you can maybe play with his mind a little bit and tell him yeah. what your go-to is. Yeah. Life on the line. What do so, you go? So I seen him playing Life yesterday. On the line. And then, if y'all don't know, I was playing with them yesterday, too. I did it. You were playing I'm, with the kid, too? I was playing rock, paper, scissors with them yesterday, too. <laughs> what, wait, wait, wait. What game was that? Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, yeah, paper, scissors. Yeah, that's the right way to say it. Correct. <laughs> and uh, I'm 3-0 and for, them, for the kids, man. 3-0? Oh, 
three and zero. Oh. Did they get one win? No, they didn't get one win out of me. We played the best two out of three. I was like, if you're playing a little, how old is it? like maybe seven or eight? <sighs> maybe, like you don't maybe do you even 10. like give him a chance. Like just the smoke rock, paper, them. So be a hard game. To try to help, like if you're playing, let's say basketball, yeah, you could let him score. Yes, Rock, paper, scissors. There's no way to help him. There's no room for error. There's no because you can just choose what it's just like random. Yes, just smoke three and them. Three, three and zero. What's the answer though? If so you my go-to. Line, you're playing a random person. What do you go? Scissors. Scissors, because it cuts it. All right, hey, no, what we're going to do, and the guests, the listeners can't see this, but we're going to play a quick game. We're going to play one UV miles right now. UV miles. We're playing scissors, paper, rock, not rock, paper, scissors. All right, we're playing scissors, paper, rock. Let's go. Let's see who wins it. Yes. Hold on. Right, Let me get right a little now. close. All right, ready? Ready? All right, ready, go. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. What the? Yo, it's, it's off on your side, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People, people that are listening, we uh, had a bit of timing issue there. They were both going at different times, but Chris did reveal that he was going to go scissors. So I want to see if this <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Time out, because you said for those listening as if we have a visual. We do not. <laughs> Everyone is listening. There's right. no way to not listen. Right, right. Hey, it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors, papers, rock, go. All right. All right, so listen, are we going rock, paper, On shoot? Are we going you have to go shoot? That's how I usually rock, I usually paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I'm going like not fast. a gun, but is in shoot. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. On your on you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Hey, I can't see. I can't see. I can't see it. I can't see it. No, we gotta run it back. We gotta run it back. If you reveal that you're going scissors and then you go scissors again, it's pretty easy to counter that. So I would just, I'd just go with something else. No, listen. On my defense, I couldn't see him, and the timing's off. So I'm gonna let y'all have it. You got it. That was the issue. Even though he's three and one. He's three and one though. Hey man. Question, question for you, Chris. Last one on rock paper scissors, and we'll drop it. If you're playing someone normally, I'm not going to do it right now. Do you go one game or best of three? Best of three. Best of three every time. I that's agree. the, that's I agree. the rules. Best Chris, of three. You don't want to be. But, but Chris, are you one of those guys? Because I know I am. If I lose 2 1 or 2 0 and best of three, I'm going best of five, best of seven, <laughs> best of nine. No. No. Once you, once you lose, you out. Hey, Chris, here's actually here's something for you because I want to. I think people will be interested in this. Um, you're obviously like, you're obviously a pretty like. Even when when people are asking you, you're confident, but you're a pretty humble guy. Um, where do you where do you think that? Well, where does the humility come from? And uh, and what is it? What is it about football that um, that you love? Uh, football, you know, I feel like it's an easy way to take your anger out on different people. You know, like. Uh-huh. Growing up, the anger at your uncle or the anger at who? <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, I used to have anger issues. They weren't very bad, I, whatever. But uh, I used to never know like what to do when football season wasn't around. So when football came around, it was so much easier to just let all that anger go because I also used to play basketball. It was no good, but I used to play and I just I couldn't stay out of foul trouble. I would always sit there and just foul the kids or whatever. So football was just the easy way out to all that. Hey, all right. Question with that then. And if this is too personal, you don't have to answer it. But uh, is there someone that you visualize then when you're running through that linebacker? Like, you know, like water boy style when, when the water boy <laughs> says fuel, tackling fuel. Tackling you got fuel. any, you got any anti-tackling fuel that guys that you're going to run through? No, I do not. Uh, 
I, I was hoping that you weren't going to say me. If you had said me, then Chris, I would have been pretty pissed off. I was going to say, if, okay, if he's playing <laughs> basketball, if he's playing defense about how he runs, you'd be in foul trouble the whole game. Surely your coach is like, what are you doing? Quit running through the whole other team. That's why I didn't play to the fourth quarter. Hey, four fingers <laughs> up. Four fingers up. Four fingers up. Those four, put the fours up. Four fingers up. Put them up. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, so it's up to you. But a certain offensive coordinator got fired last year and we brought in a different one. Um, I'm not going to mention any names of what the offensive coordinator is, but it was obviously Coach Marrow. Um, <laughs> we ran running a lot of running plays, obviously, and we seemed to run them in one direction for most of the game. As in forward? True or not true. To the right or left, I'm not going to say right or left. True or not true, Vince Marrow didn't know that there was actually a different call to go to the right for running plays. Uh, I want to say true on that one. I'm going to say true. I don't think he really knew. So explain it to people that are listening. Like we literally we did run like 30-odd plays or whatever it was, and we just kept going left, right? Yeah, we did. That's actually, I scored on going left. So he tried to run. That's why I had to run through people. Do you think, <laughs> hypothetically, if and I'm not, I don't want to call it a, a specific position, but if any coach on the staff this year doesn't do well and Stoops decides that it's time to terminate, do you think he would give a look to Bishop Sycamore's coach? Hold up, do y'all hear what's going on downstairs right now? Uh-uh. It is like Times Square up here again. Yeah, they're going Full crazy. On. What's going on? There's like a Royal Rumble downstairs. People are throwing chairs around and hey. pulling a Mark Stoops and shit. <laughs> Brent, uh, how funny is that, though? Like, literally, Coach Marrow didn't know that you had to change the call to go to the right, so we literally ran every play to the left. And the O-line started, like, laughing. Because Drake, Drake, after, like, 15 plays of running to the left, Drake started laughing was like, I don't think Coach Marrow knows that you have to change it up to go to the right. And he, they just kept like dying laughing. They're like, here's Dude, another one to the on. left. Here's another. Max, it is getting bad down here. I don't, I don't know if this is going to pick it up, but it literally is like, yeah, they like full on everything down. We, well, here. we can't hear it. It's so it's worse than the first. It's worse than the first episode. Bad. Oh, now it is. Now it's it's yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> chair match? What is going? There's a chair getting thrown. <laughs> Dude, it's Stoops. Stoops throwing <laughs> chair. Stoops is in the building. Oh man! Yeah, hey, Chris, we we appreciate your time today. Big yes, game sir. next week against Missouri. Yes, of sir. course, you you hope to see all of all of BB and at the track program. Oh yeah, sellout please, crowd. everybody, come out, man. We wanted to be packed. We're gonna put on a show for y'all for real. Hey man, we can't wait to see the salute again. I'm, I'm I think, excited. I think oh, we're yeah. gonna see the salute three or four times. Also, if you can get on punt return and just blow up their punter, Grant McKinnis, that'd be huge too. Oh yeah, Grant, <laughs> you got one coming. I'm on punt. <laughs> I'm on punt return team this week just for you. Hell yeah. All right, sounds good, Chris. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Chris. Thank y'all. All right, guys, that was the uh, Chris Rodriguez interview. Absolutely great having him in here after a 125-yard performance. I don't know about you guys. I'm just stoked to have these guys in here every week. I think it's a cool thing we get to do. But what I want to know as a fan, and I'm sure other fans want to know, is Chris is an incredibly humble guy. Like, even when I asked him about being the best running back in the SEC, that's something, you know, Benny Snell would have been like, Oh, yeah, I'm the best. Benny Snell is the best. So what I want to know is, Chris Rodriguez, how is he as a teammate? Because he seems like just the nicest guy in the world. Hey, so first of all, Brent, awesome. To, yeah, awesome to have Chris. So awesome to have Chris. Um, and a little teaser next week. Injuring, 
injuries um, upholding, I guess the word would be, knock on wood, we're going to have Will Levis. So it's great to have these guys on. They give us a great insight. It's good to, to have a chat. We obviously have played on the team and um, it's good to even just catch up with these guys in general. Um, but I would say, uh, great question. Chris is one of those guys, I think, that, like you said, he's got great humility. Um, he is an, and he is a beast. Like he really is. Like 19 carries yesterday, 125 yards. Um, he's a guy that's dominating SEC football and for him to speak the way that he does. And he talked about his mom. I thought that was a, one of the great, the great parts that he put in. He talked so nicely about his mom and the motivation behind what he does. I think if you really get to know him, obviously that we have, he's one of those guys that is just one of the nicest guys that'll do anything for you. Um, and just, and just a really, really funny guy too. I know me and him always joked about the fact that um, he could never get on punt team. He wanted to be on punt team and they never let him, obviously, because he was the, the leading running. Because he was – sort of said no. Right, leading running back for the most time that I was there. And I'd always joke around with him and say he should be on punt team. But just such an awesome guy. Talked to everyone. He talked about the breaking bread. Um, one of those guys that you just want to be around. One, do you think it was more likely he got on punt or you got on offense? <laughs> I think after my run against Missouri, I think As I you been said, running that could have been yeah. it. Uh, so that's the thing as well is we got along so well, even though I threatened his job because I had 26 yards per carry. He obviously saw that and he thought at the time he that. thought, oh, geez, Max might be taking my job. But, I, you know, I was and I'm a selfish guy, too. I mean, selfless, selfless. I shouldn't say selfish. Self selfless. Those are two Ma different words. Kept him, kept him at the running back position. Co Coach Stoops obviously approached you me kept after. kept him there? Well, Coach Stoops approached me after that week and said, 26 yards per carry. How would you like to take on the main, the cowbell of the, the offense? Like a Lamar Jackson. Yeah, role. and I said, no, okay. that's fine. That's, no, let's uh -huh. keep it with Chris. So Chris does all his fame to me. That's fine. Um, but no, awesome guy, awesome guy. What do you think, Miles? So Max and I were discussing Chris before. He's one of those, and I, and I don't want to like harp and say that most people don't do this, but Max, I was a kicker. Max was a punter, obviously. Um, most of the guys on the team don't. It's just like a different position. They don't understand. They don't really care as much because we're not. It's a different whole deal. Chris took the time like to get to know both of us. Yeah. I think, and that was that. I really appreciated that because I was like, hey, I'm just a kicker, but you're a star running back. You care about me. That's cool. Um, Chris takes the time to get to know the guys on the team, which is cool. I would say as well, Brent, uh, if we're talking about just like little inside the team kind of dynamics, I would say um, the O-linemen, for whatever reason, seem to really get along with the specialists and so the running backs. The running back room is definitely something we were tight with. We're hoping to get Cavassier Smoke on the show at some stage during this year. And you guys as listeners will be able to find out how funny that guy is. The running back room is definitely up there in terms of the room that I appreciated the most. Well, yeah, and before we move on to our next thing, one of the biggest things I took away too was uh, the fact that John Settle, and I don't know if it's just coach speak or if he genuinely means it, but I think like he has a case that the fact that this is the best running back room he's ever coached and he's coached like Heisman contenders just tells us how – how much we have to go because everyone was talking about Josh Ali yesterday and Wondell Robinson and Chris, uh, and uh, Will Levis, but you've got genuinely a Heisman caliber potentially running back in your backfield as well. So this Kentucky offense is dangerous, especially behind one of hey, the best offensive let, lines. Let's be honest. When without how our offense has been the last you know three four years, I would say for every single defense in the country to know we're handing the ball off most of the time and still have productive running backs is the I think it's the ultimate compliment. Chris obviously talked about um, how this new offense is going to help him because it's going to spread people out, take more people out of the box. His job should become easier. I think 
the fact that we run such a high handoff kind of running offense is it's just testament to him of how much success he's had when everyone in the stadium knows we're running it. Right. Yeah. No. He he's great and. And I'm excited to see see where this offense can go. It's barely scratched the surface, and I'm excited to see what it's going to do against uh, Missouri next week. Missouri barely beat uh, Central Michigan. I believe the final score was at 17 to 10, or it was something around that ballpark late in the fourth. 24 14. 24 14. Obviously, Missouri did not cover that spread. Um, what do you guys predict will happen next week when uh, the Wildcats welcome in the Tigers? So I'll start. I didn't see the final score of that game. I was too busy yelling at Clemson, Georgia, to go under 51, which it, it, they sailed with my late pass with flying colors on 51 under. I think, yeah. what was it, 10 to 3? Dabble and Kirby took that too. Yeah, Dabble and Kirby, they said great bet. Um, no, I think the thing is I think Missouri is a really good football team. I think there's no reason to not be optimistic after week one because of Kentucky's success, but you did play Louisiana Monroe, who is not great. This week will be the true test. If Kentucky wins big this week, then they are actually very good. If it's close, then it's like time to like reassess where we're at. So, what do you think? Here's my take. So, obviously, we're playing in the Grant McInnes Cup this weekend against Missouri. Uh, Grant, a former UK player now at Missouri, would love to hear the boos from the fans like they used to give him when he when he uh, when he had bad punts, shanker punts. Do you mean? Actually, wait, wait, wait. Do you mean boos as in like? Noise or as an alcohol? No. Why do you mean real boos? big loud boo? Can I do alcohol? And, and if it's if it's a boo like the Grant McKinnis Cup, is is the honor thing the clock? Well, so the the thing that well the, the thing that I loved about Grant and obviously he was such a great player. They actually ended up having to retire his jersey um, at Kentucky, not because he was great, just because uh, his jersey was so big um, to fit around his waist. So the hold thing, on, hold on. You said you, the thing you loved about Grant. He's alive. Correct. Love would be past tense. That's, he is still living. That's true. He's not, he's not at Kentucky. He's not. He's not. He's at Missouri. No. Honest, he, he, will honest, be, he will be for the game. Honest take. Honest take. Uh, we win by probably 14. I'd like to think that we can win pretty comfortably. I think all the fans will know, obviously, Missouri started off pretty shaky last week. Um, it'd be great to see us have a dominant performance against them because I think that will set us up and we can look like we'd be the nine or ten win team that we're everyone hoping we are. Do you all have any funny Missouri Missouri uh, week stories from the past years? So we can discuss. I think we've already talked about it in depth, but again, Big, Golden Girls yeah. not coming is huge. And like the fans would say, hey, they've already talked about this. It cannot be understated. Yeah, it is a huge advantage to not have them there. Huge. Do you not agree? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It'll be great to to obviously get them at our hometown. Um, I think the last two times that we've played them at home, we've been pretty dominant. I know last time when we even had the Lynn Bowden quarterback experience, uh, we absolutely dominated. So it was awesome. It was awesome to get on top of them then. I think I think it's another big advantage to be back at home, obviously in front of all the fans. And it's just going to be a great way to start our SEC campaign. And, and you all nailed it. Kentucky hasn't lost to Missouri at home since 2012, which was Mark Stoops' first year. Just just an absolute, you know, still dealing with some players who weren't probably up to par. So uh, so I, I completely hey, agree. Golden in, inside as well, teams. really quickly, Brent, is I think – as much, like I would say when and correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, I don't have the great information. This being from Australia, but Coach Stoops sees Missouri as kind of almost a rival in terms of our level of where we're at in the SEC. 
I think it's always a great marker to see where we're at when we play them and how much our system or our program has developed over time compared with theirs. Obviously, Eli Drinkwitz has done a great job um, at Missouri. It's it's really a really good test to see where we're at. They obviously dominated us last year, which was really disappointing to see. And Eli Drinkwitz has started off really, really great. Um, but now it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting test, and I think he gets a lot out of how our result against Missouri goes. And th- and that's absolutely true. K- Kentucky and Missouri have always, uh, for the last few years, five of the last six, I believe, been separated in the SEC East by one spot. Um, and, and it seems that the Kentucky's path to the East always starts or ends with Missouri, and that's going to be the case this week as well. Um, but obviously, before we get into that, we've got a lot – to cover from this past week before we get uh, into some more stuff with Missouri. And we're bringing back the segment because it was so good last week. Men? No, sorry. I might get it right this time. Come on, come on, Brent. We gave you this chance last week. You, you Bo- stuffed it up and you stuffed it up again. Come on. Boys do what they want to do and men, men do what they have to do. You can't just wake up you in cannot. the morning, pull the sheets up. You can't do that. It's about what you want to do. It's about what you have to do, not what you want to do. Let's get it right. That's exa- I like the sheets. I like the sheets. All right, my nomination, Man of the Week, and I'd love to hear the listeners' thoughts on this. We're going to put it up on Twitter. My Man of the Week, kickoff T-Guy. So, for those that have not been to a live game, and they definitely do not get any screen time, which is, just shows how modest these people are for the work that they do, when the kickoff happens, and genuinely it's a touchback, some equipment manager for every team has to sprint out, pick up the kickoff tee, sprint back. And I think it is the most un... Like, it is the greatest man of all time to be able to do that. They set world records with how quick they run out and run back. I don't know why they run so fast, but we were at, obviously live at the Alabama game versus Miami, and it was awesome just to see the guys run out, pick up... A, pick up the kickoff team we need to get the name of kentucky's guy who does it we need to get so it him. used to be it used to be dj pang ryan pang shout who, out. we give pang a shout out which we give a shout out the dj pang greatest oh, chooser of no, music of all no, time no no you're underselling him so every <laughs> every practice that we would have there's a guy like a train well, like a, eh, equipment guy they would help out play music before the practice and his name was Ryan Pangburn. I think that's right. Ryan Pangburn. Yep. So we started calling him DJ Pang because every practice, he would put on the best music we've ever heard. He he used to, my favorite ones is when he we used to have it like a rainy day that we were practicing in and it would always be themed like rain music, whether it's raining men, um, make it rain by little, little fat Joe or whatever it is. It was, it was awesome. But he so DJ Pang and the kickoff T guy who are actually the same person are my my nomination for man of the week. What do you got, Brent? Mine's obviously once again the man himself. How do you not choose Mark Stoops after he goes out and says to the world that he's going to eat a an a rot rotted banana unpeeled if if Levis goes for four hundred yards. Levis in the halfway through the third quarter, probably could have played another possession or two, throws for like 367, 376, whatever that number is. And Stoops just pulls him. Absolute inside job. But you know doing what? Doing what he has to do. He's doing, doing what, he what he has to do so he doesn't have to eat that banana. And honestly, I don't blame him. Do you think that's one of those, like in the middle of the whatever he was still in, like Cohen had another pass play set up and Stoops was like, uh uh-uh, uh, run it. Has to. Just because he knew. He knew. We have to get him to hey. confirm that. 
This may not be of any interest to any listeners, but this is actually funny, so I'll keep it really quick. When I had a semi-professional contract back in Australia playing Australian football, semi? I had a, it was semi-professional, so it's not completely professional. Like like welfare or semi-pro? Yep. I had a contract and I got a bonus. Uh, it was like five grand if I kicked over a certain amount of goals in Australian football. It was over like 35 goals. This is this is running along with the Mark Stoops story. I kicked 34. I got to 34. The coach pulled me and didn't let me play the rest oh. of the game. So I could see the similar stuff with Mark Stoops. Like, he's gone, hey, Coach Cohen, just let me know when he gets close to that 400 number because I'm just going to pull him and I ain't eating that banana. Smart man. Smart man, what Mark Stoops. Uh, what you got, man, Miles? Man of the week. Man of, it's, I would say men. Yep. Because it's plural. East Tennessee State. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, big. Shut they up. played Vandy, and it was one of those, like, if you if you want to lose, like, okay, m- most week one games is non-power five, we lose to an SEC team. That's doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Beating one would be doing what you have to do. They, they didn't just beat, they smoked. Unbelievable. And the fact that I think what's actually sad for Vandy at the moment or maybe a testament to the show, I'm not sure, is that we've actually averaged more listeners and downloads than they've averaged crowd attendance at their games so far. So, so, uh, yeah, disappointing start for them, but we always love uh, getting into Vandy. What do you think, Brent? That's a low hanging fruit. I I believe you're exactly right. And and unlike last week, we are going to get that poll on the the Twitter and you guys can vote. And and you mentioned it again, Max, how we have more – you know, listeners and downloads the many does fans, which gets me to, to one of the things. One of our listeners tweeted at us, mentioned that they were pinheads. Do we like that as a nickname for for our fan base? Pinheads? It's not it's not a terrible take. It's not a terrible take. I kinda like it. I'd love for all of our listeners to comment in and, and tell us if you prefer something else. Otherwise we we are gonna run with pinheads. Um not sure if, if that was a joke aimed at the size of my dome because unlike Bo Allen's, mine is kind of small and I would barely fit into the helmet. But, but Pinhead's not a bad take. Would love to hear from the viewers what they would like to be called. So obviously talking about our fans, Max, I believe you had another shout-out. What was going on in the orange lot yesterday? I'm not sure what was going on in the orange lot. It sounded like it was a bunch of fun. We've shouted out the gate, which I found out when I looked at their Twitter that Mark Stoops also shouted them out. Um, but we got a shout out from the Orange Lot just off of Farm Road. Um, me and Miles are going to be at the Missouri game. We'd love any tailgate invitations to be directed our way in the comments. We will come over. Hopefully, you've got a fridge. Hopefully, you've got some good food going. We'd love some cold beverages in a fridge, um, and we'd love some great food. So if you've got a good tailgate you think we should check out, we are gonna we will come around, we'll, we'll share it with you, and you'll, you'll get a shout-out on the show next week if it's good. Well, I just want to say, I heard in the Orange Lot yesterday that there was a, a, a tortoise just running wild. I don't know if it's running, but... A turtle? A full-on turtle going wild in the Orange Lot. I had... Okay, was, I, you say running. <laughs> that would be slow. It was. He was waddling. It not was. Gen- He'd be waddling. <laughs> It was waddling. It was. It looked like about how you know Max did against Missouri, just kind of, kind of going. I, I would along. call that a slow trot. Slow trot. No one happened to cover, so he got an so, easy so fifteen yards. So the tortoise was called Usain Bolt. I get it. So anyway, um, we'd love. Yeah, we'd love to be able to get to any of those tailgates. That's an interesting take that there's a live tortoise going on. We'd love to take a picture with this. Maybe we chuck it up on the Twitter. Yep. 
Yeah, if there's anyone at tailgates that actually want to meet us, which I would say is unlikely, yeah. but tag, maybe. Tag we would us. love to meet fans, love to talk to them. Tag us, us at Pennant Deep KSR, where you're located. I would reckon like our personality is, I would say, mediocre at best, but enough to where you would laugh. You right. have a few laughs. Laugh what else? at us, not with us. At least you're laughing. No doubt. Laugh at us for sure. Um, All right. We're getting to the end, hey, Brent? I want to know... What's your prediction? You you are the stats man. What's your prediction for our Missouri game? Well, so I wrongly predicted the score. I was a touchdown off, and Kentucky uh, covered. So not only did I lose four hundred fifty dollars to Wandell Robinson scammer, I also <laughs> I also lost money to Mark Stoops because he he decided to run it up. He scored a touchdown in the last minute. Stoops, you hurt me there. So I'm now owed money from Stoops and Wandale. But um, yeah, Missouri looked rough last week. Kentucky looked solid. The line opened at three and a half. It's already jumped to five over under, I believe, is at 53 around that ballpark. Um, I think five's about right. I think Kentucky, it's going to be closer than people want to be to be comfortable. Um, but I like Kentucky. Let's go, and this is early in the week too, so it could change. I like Kentucky right now 34, I think 34-24 is about right. What you got, Miles? You're throwing it to me? What you got? Oh, I thought you would be Spread's in the middle. Fine. Spread's fine. Uh, I don't care about that. Vegas isn't very good at what they do. Like, I, the yeah. number they put out, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so, week one, I said Kentucky doesn't cover. Okay. They did. Um, I'm going to go Kentucky. And you will laugh at this. I'm not joking because I can see – Max saying the defense wasn't good when they, I think, are the number one nationally ranked defense right now. D-line's a concern. What that? No, no, no. Um, let's go Kentucky 38-7. 38 38-7. 38-7. Okay. okay. And, and hypothetically, if that happens, everyone listening owes me a drink. <laughs> Coke, water, whatever you want to buy me, a drink, though. And it has to be spot on 38-7. It can't just cover your spread. 38-7. Yep. Uh I'm, I'm going to go – I said we'd score 50 and we just came up short, one touchdown short on the weekend. Um, I think we do beat Missouri and that's not just a, you know, fan take of, yeah, we're going to win every game. I think we beat Missouri pretty comfortably. I'm going to take us by 20 – no, I'm going to take us by about 18, 18 or 17 points. I'll say 17-34. There you go. 17-34 is my take. Three touchdowns for Chris Rodriguez – uh, one passing, one or two passing touchdowns, but Chris Rodriguez, our man, as we just had him on the show, but 34-17. going to see a lot of the uh, tap the chest salute celebrations from Chris Rodriguez. Is what you're Which we can't wait for. Cannot wait for it. Can't wait for Missouri. Hopefully it is a patch Kroger field. It should be the first SEC game since fans have been back. Uh, big game for Mark Stoops and the Cats. They try to avenge last season's loss. And this, honestly, is going to be huge for the SEC East race. Georgia looks good. Uh, but I believe Kentucky's offense can compete with that. Uh, I don't know why I feel that way because it was just suffocating. But I believe our man Chris Rodriguez can run for more than five yards, unlike Clemson did. So, oh, so two yards, two, two. I, I, I even overestimated with five. I cannot believe Clemson ran for two yards uh, last night. Hey, go Cats! Me and Miles are going to be down tailgate. Shout us out. We're ready to go. We're pumped up for this weekend. First SEC game. I'm going to be down on the field talking to my good man Grant McInnes. Let's go, Cats! Let's go. 
on the field, you're going to play? Pre-game. You're, you're not playing. <laughs> I won't be playing, but neither coach would put me in. But if you're playing, that would be good for each team. Um, and then before we get out of here, um, I don't know about you guys, but my player prediction from last week seemed to hit. Wondell Robinson, a big, big day. What about As you? most layups did, do. Did As he, most layups wait, do. wait, wait, wait. Did he play? Who, Wondell? <laughs> I think he got in. I, th- I believe he did. I think he had a catch or he two. He played a few snaps. Soups didn't want to overshow him. Right. Hey, what about what about Brent? What about though for your man? The uh, was it the punt? F- was it like the fumble on the punt? What do you think about that one? That just happens. First week jitters. It's a negative. That's a negative. You took the layup, so th- as we all know, layups are pretty easy. Miles, how'd your man go? D Rob. D Rob. Uh, I mean, defense about seven points and eighty. What was it? Eighty-seven yards total. Yep. I'm not gonna credit him with the whole defense, but that's a pretty good performance. What do you think? My man, my man Trayvon Wallace went. Unbelievable. Trevin? Trevin. I think it's Trevin, right? I need to get his first name right. I'm sorry. That would be helpful if you knew his name. Trevin was awesome. We're in the 32, I believe. 32. By the way. You don't know his number? Come on, man. 32. Someone was wearing AJ Rowe's number at linebacker, and it looked like AJ was out at linebacker too, so I thought that was hilarious. But it's going to be good. It's going to be great to keep track of all these guys and and see how they go during the season, except for your layup, Brett, because you just take the easy one. Well, so, like, good question. AJ was doing well for the Vikings in the preseason. Yeah. You think they'd be upset if they saw him still playing for us? <laughs> on defense, too. He was, he was on defense. He or, was may, on defense. or maybe they're like, that's we could use him on both sides now. No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. All right. Before this goes too far off the rails, player predictions against Missouri. Uh, Max, I'll let you go first. Miles, you next, and then I'll finish this off. What do we think? Who, player predictions? Yeah. Who, who performs the best against Missouri? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with our man C Rod. I think, uh, obviously, not just because I was in love with his little uh, guest appearance on our show. Because I think, I think as much as we've been hyped up to throw the ball a lot, and as good as Will Levis was, I think the run game is still such a huge part. I'm excited to see the outside zone. We didn't really run any outside zone. We really didn't show our hand against ULM. I'm really excited to see that. I think Chris has a massive game, which. Obviously, hand-in-hand hand, opens up the passing game, opens up the running game. They go both go hand-in-hand, hand, so it's awesome. I'm, I'm interested to see how he goes. I think he goes 150-plus two touchdowns. Hand-in-hand? Hand? What's the Bible verse? Psalm? Psalm? <laughs> it's something like that. Um, I'm going to go Luke Fortner. So I think next game is going to be a lot more um, close play call predictions. And I think Luke on the field, a smart guy at center, I think he's going to help a lot at the center position. What do you think? Man, I, I think uh, Kentucky's offense looks great. It's going to be the key to winning a lot of games. But K- Kentucky's defense has always looked stellar against Missouri. I thought he was laying the wood really good. Pause. <laughs> thought he was laying the wood um, against – Who was laying the wood? Yusuf Corker. Yusuf Corker is my guy against Missouri. He lays it, doesn't he? He smacks it well. <laughs> Yeah, Yusuf Corker is is my man to watch out for against Missouri. I think the defense is going to play big. They're going to hold uh, Connor Bazelak to uh, – I think it's going to be a rough day for him. I think Kentucky has a, a big day, and it's going to be a fun fun night in Lexington next week against Missouri. Agreed. No doubt. Good, looking forward to seeing Grant McKinnis out there a lot. Yep. Grant. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Grant probably before or after the game. I know Max will with a lot of smack talk. Um, but that's it for this week's Pennant Deep podcast. As always, follow us. Give us a shout on Twitter. Uh, you may win an autographed football by every guest we have this week. If you do, 
Um, and we will get back with you guys after Kentucky goes 2-0 against Missouri. For Max and Miles, I'm Brent, and this has been Kennedy. Thanks. Go Cats. Thanks. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, do you come from a land down under?